This is the Oanda Podcast. This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. Talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Ed Moyer in New York. Good evening from London. Hi, Johnny. Great to finish the year with you. Yeah, we're approaching uh, Christmas, of course. Stocks are up today. That's the fourth day running where you are, the Dow Jones, as we speak, up one and a half percent. Is this uh, some sort of Santa rally we're seeing? This is a pretty impressive rally. I mean, we we were we were uh, really stuck in oversold conditions. We had thin holiday trading taking place, and we were you know su- pleasantly surprised. We had two earning results uh, that really changed the sentiment. Uh, um, Nike delivering uh, um, a strong top and line, top and bottom line beat, and uh, I think what was really impressive. Um, was uh, the holiday momentum that they are talking about and how it's continuing. Um, what was also well-received was you're, you're, you're seeing um, some progress with their inventories. Um, you know, their, you know last, last, last go-around, there was fears that those inventories were just growing and you were seeing much weaker demand. I think globally, revenues uh, were rather impressive. They rose 17% uh, in the quarter. And, and um, you know, I think margins, you know, they, they impressed. So it was a, a, a pretty solid report. It brought optimism for the holiday season. And, uh, you know, there, you know, I think a lot of people were a little bit, they were satisfied with the, the the numbers from greater china so this is this was a very good report and when you take a look at what happened with fedex uh you know fedex was the other key earnings that um had a very um strong beat with uh profit um you know they they had a they had a different story um FedEx's uh, prior earnings was one of the worst one we've seen in decades. Um, and what we saw today was uh, it, it seemed that things have improved for the delivery giant. Um, and in addition to that, they decided to increase their cost-cutting measures, which um, that is the, the, the classic uh, story uh, traders like to hear, you know, strong beat with uh, um, earnings and also announcing cost saving initiatives uh, here they they increased uh, their estimate of savings by a billion dollars and uh, this was this was very good this was a, a very uh, well received earnings report um, and and I think it kind of uh, alleviated some of those fears that we were going to see a much greater slowdown um, so so now um, you know I think the you know the the momentum, you know, really, um, you know, um, started to change here. Um, you know, it was, you know, before these two earnings reports, it was all about recession fears. Um, and then uh, to top things off, we, we had a rather impressive consumer confidence report. Um, this one, you know, rising to the highest level since April. And uh, that, that, that I think for, for a lot of traders was, uh, a big surprise, um, and and you know you have to take that report with a grain of salt. A lot of that um, was due to the decline in um, gas prices, and and I think that uh, you know there's still um, consistently high inflation that's happening, um, and 
you know, I think, you know, the the improvement that we saw, you know, it it, it could be temporary. So, um, you know, the household budgets, they did get a little bit of relief in the last month. But uh, this is, um, you know, this was well received because uh, it really snapped uh, rather, uh, you know, steady decline that we were seeing with consumer confidence. Um, when you throw the you know the consumer confidence chart up you know it's it actually um you know today's number breaks the downward trend so uh, a lot of people are a little optimistic that uh the the outlook is improving and when you take a look at present situation and expectations uh those numbers significantly improved upon uh from their prior readings so it was it was definitely quite a positive uh, report sentiment seems to be jolly this this holiday season and um you know that's why we we, we saw stocks um finally um, um muster up a, a meaningful rally and uh I, I think you know you're you know this week we had we have about five or six big earnings uh, the, the latest two were, were big, and, and right now Micron, um, you know, is providing roughly inline guidance for their revenue, uh, and they're also announcing a reduction of headcount. So that's going to reduce their workforce by, I think, about 10% over uh, next year. So you're, you're probably going to see this be, a, you know, I think a, a steady story. Um, a lot of these companies are going to focus on getting there i think that some of them ramped up significantly during the pandemic uh and, and now you're going to probably see some jobs come off the table here now that still doesn't I'm, and when you take a look at the jolts report though we have over what, over 10 million jobs that are still available um i think we'll finally start to see the jolts come down um more more significantly but there's still a labor shortage there's still uh, a lot of companies are struggling to to find the right talent um so this is this is going to be it, it's going to be very difficult to track the labor market next year but i think we are seeing strong signs that it is cooling um and uh, that you know will will uh, definitely help with the inflation fight um, but i think it was it is still it's still too early to to say i think there's still a tremendous amount of recession risk that still that's needs to get priced in the earnings risk is is, is still i think rather large so um you know a santa claus rally um is is uh, i think it's still too early to say that you know that's back on the table and to compound those figures ed we've um, seen big climbs in oil today brent crude up over three percent wti up over four percent what's behind those rises i think um, you know today today what we 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 saw was a couple things number one uh a big part of the rally is china's reopening uh and, and today uh what we also had was the eia uh, crude oil inventory report and, and that that showed us that um, you know, there was a uh, inventories fell by almost six million barrels per day. Uh, per day, and and this is one thing that um, I think you know traders need to you know pay close attention to is um, the implied demand that we saw across both crude, gasoline, and distillates um, did improve upon last week's readings. Um, so we we're we're draining supplies. Demand is still. Um, pretty healthy here. Um, when you take a look at, uh, you know, ga gasoline inventories did rise, but you know, that's some of that is the seasonality factors that play in. 
that was that's kind of always expected this time of the year. Um, but what I think is rather impressive, jet fuel demand is at the highest levels, uh, seasonal levels, that is, since 2017. Um, and, and we saw imports, you know, struggle uh, across the East Coast. Uh, um, in, in addition to that, uh, we, we saw uh, imports um, in, from South America, from Colombia, fall to the low, lowest levels since April. So we're, we're, we're seeing a big slump with Im imports. And we have to remember that the Keystone Pipeline um, out, outage that one also is weighing on this data point these data points as well but I, I think it still shows you that you know the oil market's going to remain tight uh, the all the messaging from OPEC plus they're they're vindic they feel like they've uh, their decision to reduce output was vindicated um, given the global recessionary outlooks uh, and and this is this is an oil market that is going to remain tight uh, and now that you have the US um, following through with their their plans on refilling the SPR, uh, it, it just seems that you know there's there's like a tremendous amount of support at the seventy dollar level. And uh, you know I think if if China's reopening um, gains gains momentum here, and they they are having some troubles, um, the healthcare capacity uh, uh, concerns are elevated. Um, some there is some reporting that you're not really seeing people um, truly um, show reopening behavior, um, but but once that picks up, um, watch out. That that's going to be I think a key catalyst here for oil to go higher, and uh, I, I think you know we're we're also going to focus on you know some of the shortfalls from natural gas could also lead to some extra demand for crude. So it seems that there's more a lot more potential bullish catalysts here for oil and that's probably going to keep that space i think supported um over these next um you know few weeks and it'll be interesting to see does you know does brent you know make a run towards 90 dollars? and uh i think that right now you can make an argument that that um that could happen um if uh if demand doesn't fall off a cliff and and it seems that uh some of the data that we got today is is kind of supporting that argument. So we'll see what happens. But uh, watch out for oil prices. They they could remain one of the more active trades uh, throughout some of these thin holiday conditions. Let's talk crypto now, Ed. And what is the latest for Bitcoin and the other cryptocurrencies? It's interesting to see that you know, despite today's you know risk-on rally, where you're, you're seeing a lot of uh, risky assets uh, perform well, crypto is struggling. And uh, there there was uh, some more bad news in the crypto space. Bitcoin miner Core Scientific filed for bankruptcy. Um, they do expect uh, some uh, relief from debt holders, but uh, I think what we're starting to see is there's you know. I think uh, there's this wait and see approach as far as well. Um, you know what is going to happen on the regulatory side. Um, you know a lot of the attention is going to um, you know the FTX founders Sam Bankman-Fried and you know his uh, decision to um, you know go ahead with a extradition to the U.S. And I think we're going to see that this um, this is going to uh, you know draw further scrutiny as far as um, you know what drove the collapse of FTX, what other players are involved, who else is exposed. Um, so it, it seems that there's still, a, you know, the, 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 the total impact 
of, of, of the demise of that company is, is still, um, I think we're still trying to get more details and um, exactly how much money is going to be, um, is still available to be returned to, to you know, I think uh, victims of, of, of what happened there. So, so I think uh, you're, you're, you're still seeing a, a big, a tremendous amount of pessimism here in this space. Um, the, um, you know, the focus is also on Binance. Um, it's been a little quiet on that news front, but uh, I think, you know, crypto traders, they're, you know, they're, they're not really getting any strong, um, you know, um, catalysts here to, to go ahead and, and just, uh, you know, take advantage of uh, some of the, you know, some of the opportunities that we're seeing with the uh, pro risk um, trading days. So, so I think this is a, this is, you know, this is a tough environment for crypto right now. Um, you know, you're having thin conditions. I think you're, you're probably seeing um, there has been, um, you know, some of the institutional money is they're done doing what they want to do for the year. So I think that, you know, the, this is, this should be a choppy uh, market um, for, for Bitcoin. Coin, uh, possibly so we'll see what happens but uh right now it just seems that uh it's still uh wait and see mode for crypto and uh, that's kind of uh, where we'll probably see um you know bitcoin waiver between uh you know 16 and 17,000 over the next week or so of course this is our last podcast before the christmas break but there are some things going on over the next few days or so ed what should we look out for the, the rest of the year should be fairly easy on the uh, U.S. economic data side. Um, what, what we're going to see is um, the rest of this week, uh, there's um, there's some personal income and personal spending data. We're also going to get the durable goods readings uh, for November. These are preliminary ones. You know, there is you know some weakness expected. And uh, I think for, for me, um, I'll pay close attention to those inflation expectations from the University of Michigan. Um, those um, expected to... Uh, uh, remain steady at 4.6% and 3% uh, for the one year and the five to 10 year um, thresholds. Um, I, I think, you know, we've seen already this week um, a steady deterioration with housing data. Uh, new home sales is expected to soften as well. Uh, next week should be fairly quiet. You know, we get wholesale inventories, um, um, the case shaler home prices, uh, and also couple fed regional surveys from dallas and richmond uh, so not not nothing too i think um uh, exciting um where you know all the the, the big readings will be at, in the new year with um the more in, inflation sensitive reports and also um, obviously the non-farm payroll so um it should be fairly quiet i think um when you take a look at the the calendar abroad too. It's it's fairly quiet um, next week. You 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 will see. Um, you know, Japan will operate as as normal, so they're going to have um, you know some of their key readings with core CPI and housing starts. Um, you know, for for England, we'll have the the PPI readings, and uh, I I think overall though it's it's going to be fairly quiet. We might. Um, you know, see some focus um, with uh, more so on, on yields. I think that's going to be a key focal point for a lot of traders. You know, the, the BOJ announcement this week was rather hawkish surprise. We've seen, you know, further momentum uh, from that. So we'll pay close attention to that. And uh, lastly, uh, though, I, I think, you know, the biggest economic reading to, to finish out the year will happen on, uh, on the 30th, and that's going to be uh, China's December 
manufacturing and uh, services PMI readings. Uh, both expected, uh, actually the manufacturing is expected to um, improve slightly from 48 to 48.3, uh, while the non-manufacturing reading is um, supposed to edge slightly lower. So um, that, that will be a, a big one to pay close attention to. But uh, other than that, it should be um, you know thin trading conditions as uh, large parts of Wall Street will be um, on holiday. Well, enjoy your festive break, uh, Ed. You certainly deserve it. And uh, we will see you in the new year. Well, we'll certainly hear you in the new year. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Happy holidays. And it's been a joy to work with you this year. This is the Oanda Podcast.